As we move into the second Sunday in our Not Ashamed worship series, we are hearing words of guidance and encouragement. Last week, Paul encouraged Timothy to keep his faith. Paul reminded Timothy that God is the one who saved and called him into ministry for God's church. Today, we will hear another message from Paul. As the scripture is read and my message is shared, what is the spirit guiding and encouraging you to do? Our prayer for illumination. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on each of us. Mold us to be the apprentices of Jesus Christ that we are called to be in our discipleship. I pray this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today we'll be reading from 2 Timothy 1, I mean 2, verses 8 through 15. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David, that's my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God read so beautifully. You know, last week, I found out that at the high school I used to teach at, they're having a lot of trouble. They're experiencing an increase in fighting. It got so bad the other day that the police had to be called, and one of the vice principals was a victim. He had got struck by a student. My friend told me that most of the fighting is over words posted on social media. You see, I saw this happen when I worked at this school when I was still teaching. We'd have one student take a stance on something and post it on social media, and then him or her would, someone else would post their opinion online, and another student would take offense to what was said, and then they would start arguing. And it would escalate to personal attacks on the other person. And then what we would experience as a school was that the students would come in the next day and everything seemed to be okay and all of a sudden there was either two students fighting or two groups fighting. And then we had to break all that up and we had to investigate, we had to see. And you know, 
We always found out after the fact when someone was hurt or we had to suspend students. You know, we had those sometimes football players who'd get into a fight and we had to suspend them and they couldn't play the game and it was a championship game. There are many times when the fight always reached out because of people who supported their stance. You see, one person would say something, then go speak to their friends and their support group, and that support group would say, oh, yeah, you're right, they're wrong. And it would escalate to a level where people were wrangling over words, just like Paul is speaking about. Wrangling over words that do no good and only ruin people who listen. Today's passage tells us that Timothy was encountering the same kind of mindset and behavior. People arguing and fighting over differences of opinion. Paul is reminding Timothy to remember who he is to follow, who he is to keep his focus on, Jesus Christ. Verse 8 speaks the same message we can find Paul sharing in Romans 1, 3 through 4. The gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, Paul has suffered hardship. As he writes this letter to Timothy, Paul is in prison and in chains. But Paul declares a truth to Timothy that we all must hear. Even though he is chained, the word of God is not chained. Freedom is when we find our identity in Jesus Christ. I read some books by a man named Dallas Willard, and he says that the single most important thing in our minds is our idea of God and the images associated with it. Finding our identity in Jesus Christ comes from our vision of who we see him to be. Paul tells Timothy that even as a condemned criminal, he finds life and his reason for being in the living word of God, Jesus Christ. Paul will endure everything for the sake of the elect. Now, I need to clarify two things for you about the words, the elect. You see, one is that John Wesley guided us to interpret Paul's elect to mean that all people are worthy. Paul endures everything to teach the good news because there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Words from Galatians 
You see, all are claimed by the Creator, all are redeemed by the Savior, and all are sanctified by the Sustainer. The glory is not in what we do, but in who God is. The second thing I want to clarify for you is that our United Methodist belief of the elect is not what is taught in Calvinistic theology. You see, in Calvinistic theology, they believe the elect of God are those who God predestined to salvation. Methodists do not believe that God has chosen certain people to be saved. We believe that Jesus Christ died for all people. Verse 10 reminds me of the pastors that I'm talking to right now and the missionary who came speak the other day to the United Methodist women. People who endure everything for the sake of teaching the good news to all people. People who see all people as worthy of knowing the good news. Verse 11 through 13, Paul contrasts an individual's response to God. The words, the saying is sure, tells us that these are trustworthy and reliable statements about salvation. Dying to live with Jesus speaks about our willingness to let go of our own egos and sinful ways when we are called to be his disciples. As baptized Christians, we believe in the death of sin through the power of the Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ. Enduring to reign with Jesus is about our perseverance, our endurance, through the valleys of darkness to be a new creature living in his new creation. You see, Paul is writing about the power of God's grace. A grace that can strengthen us to endure everything to be transformed into new creatures. If we deny him, he will deny us. It's about love and freedom. Titus 1.16 says, They profess to know God, but they deny him by their actions. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. You see, God's grace gives us the freedom to make our own choices. And Paul's understanding as found in this passage and his other epistles, his other letters, is that we are faithless beings, all of us. And we need the faithfulness of God and Jesus Christ. Verse 14 reminds them of this. And warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Paul is writing Timothy about a human tendency that we still encounter today. 
We need to be cautious that we do not get caught up quarreling over words and distract ourselves from a life of fruitfulness. Dallas Willard said the process of spiritual formation in Christ is one of progressively replacing those destructive images and ideas with the images and ideas that fill the mind of Jesus himself. We come increasingly to see the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Verse 15 says, Do your best. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. Paul is writing about living lives with moral and honorable behavior in speech, teaching, and actions. As United Methodists, We follow three simple rules, rules that the children right now can hear me say and understand. Rules that guide us in a Wesleyan way of living. Rules that help us in our spiritual formation to be like Christ. Rules that can help us to become or win or get granted student of the month. Number one. Do no harm. Number two, do good. Number three, stay in love with God. These simple rules hold the promise of a way of life that is both rewarding and fruitful in furthering God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Can you imagine, just think about it, a world with people living in peace and love for God, each other, and all of creation? As apprentices of Jesus Christ, we are called to do our best to reflect Jesus' light For the world to know the redeeming power of Jesus Christ. As disciples of Jesus Christ, let the three simple rules do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Shape your mind and your hearts. Three rules. That will enable you to present yourself to God. Let us pray. May the Holy Spirit fill our minds and hearts with these words from Paul that I will offer up in prayer from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13 and 19. If we are not faithful, God is still faithful. Because he cannot be false to himself. 
God's strong foundation continues to stand and these words are written on the seal. The Lord knows those who belong to him and everyone who wants to belong to the Lord must stop doing wrong. Amen.